Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre, Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's associate director and your host, Emma Callender. Welcome to the Travcast. I'm Anna Callender. I'm the Associate Director at the Travis Theatre. This is my chance to speak with playwrights about the process of writing. So today I'm very pleased because I'm joined by the Travis Associate Artist and multi-award winning playwright David Gregg, who's had a long and rich history with the Travis, dating back to the early 90s when his play Europe was first produced by the Travis and then followed The Architect, Outlying Islands, Damascus and most recently Midsummer. Uh, during the Fringe in 2013, David brought the events to the Travis with ATC, um, and his work is wide-ranging, especially recently, um, going from writing the book of the West End musical Charlie and the Chocolate Factory through to co-curating the great Yes, No, I Don't Know five-minute theatre show for the dear late David McLennan through the National Theatre of Scotland. That was quite an introduction, David. How are you? <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah. You've just come off yeah. the uh, sleeper, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, It's very early morning here. So, yes, um, it's good. I'm, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice, exciting. We're full up with coffee and ready to go. I just want to start with just asking you briefly about your relationship with the travel. Yeah, well, my, it's, it was lovely to hear that and be sort of reminded uh, of those shows. Um, my relationship does go back. It, essentially, the Travis was the theatre that gave me my break. And um, when uh, Ella Wildridge, who was the dramaturg here in the early 90s, the first dramaturg working in Britain, as it happens, but she mm. saw a play that I had done on the fringe and invited me in the first, in the very first instance to write... Um, some short pieces which I did as readings but then that was built to a full commission for a play so it really Mm -hmm. goes back a long way and I do remember this was my home theatre when before it was in this building here um, uh, when the Travis was in uh, the grass market Mm -hmm. it was the theatre that I watched new plays in and it was Mm -hmm. as 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 when I was at school and so on and so it sort of it it's always felt to me like um it's the home it's it's home turf if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah it's really nice hearing that from you because we've been speaking to quite a few of the playwrights at the beginning of their journey with the travis yeah. recently so it's nice hearing them in the midst of that writing the short pieces and then yeah, slowly yeah. going to larger commissions but it's also you it's the on. thing about the travis i've said a fair amount but always bears repeating i think is that the Travis is the institution and the people that work in it. That's sort of taken as as read, but it's but people f- forget that the Travis is the audience as well. And mm. there's an audience who who come here, and have come here, and they age and grow up seeing shows, and they're the relationship symbiotically between the audience and the theatre is such that the audience create the theatre and the theatre create the audience, and you end mm. up with this very fertile um, ground for playwrights where. Uh, there's an audience w- really willing to see experiment and see early work and see failure but then grow with writers and follow them as they as they go mm, i really enjoy some of the uh, conversations that you know are um happening in the bar here because our audience are really loyal but also quite vocal aren't they so just yeah. seeing those and having those conversations myself but also seeing those um conversations happening between playwrights and audience in our bar and thinking that's just as important Yes, that's a real part of the whole process is is feeling like you belong somewhere and the audience is as much part of that as your fellow playwrights or 
or the artistic director you know that, that it's it's all part of the same um, environment mm. so you came to the Traverse with an idea a couple of weeks ago yes <laughs> called the yes no plays well the yes no plays yes yes I want to hear a bit more about what they are yes well um, I uh, I'm, I'm on I do Twitter quite a bit and um, uh, I also tweet I tweet about a lot of things nonsense primarily but but <laughs> recently obviously with the Scottish referendum I've t- tweeted quite a bit about politics and um, uh, parallel to that was the, uh, a, an Edinburgh small Edinburgh theatre company called the Village Pub Theatre who 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 set out this quite fun idea of doing um, doing a, a play in one tweet could you do a play in one tweet and I've I was quite taken with it, it was a, a way of idling time which Twitter <laughs> is very very good at and they had an incredible response as well didn't they they did yeah yeah and and I but I really found the challenge of that really enormously uh, intriguing the thing of trying to squeeze a play into 140 characters mm-hmm. but the other thing was I discovered that you could uh, format tweets you could you could do re- you know you could do return and so you could format a little tweet like a pl- little like a tiny play mm-hmm. which I hadn't known before mm-hmm. and um, it may seem like a small thing mm-hmm. but that suddenly made the idea of writing a little Twitter play seem very attractive I think when when I imagined it all sort of unformatted and bunched up together aesthetically it was so unpleasing that I didn't want to do it mm-hmm. but when I saw that you could um, have a little character name and you know a little colon and <laughs> the word it felt be- very beautiful and like a haiku that you're making a little yeah. haiku so anyway th- that was all in the air and then um in commenting in trying to capture something in the mo- in the in in uh, about the referendum which was to do with mentality at that moment it was quite early on and it was a feeling to do with um That I found the yes side. I found the yes in me was characterized by a sort of optimistic, but slightly starry-eyed and um, sweet character. <laughs> but I also found that that there was something that I heard from no, which was also the no in me, if you like, which mm-hmm. was a little bit more glass half empty and anticipating problems and pessimistic Mm -hmm. anyway in commenting on that I did a little Twitter play but not really thinking very much of it where there was a yes there was just yes and no and and they were just but at that point they were just little sort of voiceless um but oh no characterless voices Mm -hmm. but I just really enjoyed it and then I I, there were two or three or four and then really quite quickly I realized that there were characters and that what was happening was characters were emerging, a little character called yes and a little character called no, and they lived together and and they had a life and and I love the house that and they had a little house. So I thought that what I would do was set up an account called the Yes No Place where we could follow Yes and No, and I would try and do a little episode uh, um, every day. And so for for a while over Christmas, I managed an episode every day. But since then, it's become intermittent because sometimes I've had work that took me away for a month or two and then I would come back and do a few more so anyway you've done I, over about 400 though haven't you uh, f- tweets yeah yeah, yeah. I, um, it's when I put them all together for a script they they were up at I think something like 90 pages mm-hmm. which <laughs> <laughs> is pretty epic but the um, anyway so 
but that was all that. That was fine. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was going to do them up. I thought I knew I was going to do the last week or so of the referendum seemed important to do and to finish the story in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just remembered that. Well, in fact, someone said to me, where's the party on the 18th? <laughs> and I realized that the, so on referendum night and yeah. I realized, you know, people want to be out. I mean, they don't we don't necessarily want to be out. But pe- we need to be. Want, people want to be with people. It's really going to be a big thing, I think. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't know where to be. And I remembered that, that I had done the election plays at the Travis on the election night of 2011 and on 2010. Mm-hmm. And those have been great nights, lovely atmosphere. And we did the shows after polling and uh, closed so late night. And then people stayed in the bar. And just mm-hmm. as you said, they talked and they were lively. And we, we listened to results come in. So it seemed like maybe there was a that this was maybe a thing. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that question's going to happen. Where were you on referendum night? Which well, I, way yeah, I felt that, and I thought, well, I was in the Traverse Bar because we'd watched the Yes No plays, or we'd watched Spoiling and the Yes No plays, or or even you know we just tapped up. But that just seemed like an answer that many people might want mm-hmm. to give, and um, it seemed like a friendly sort of environment. And I think also there was a thing for me that the yes no plays. I mean, I'm I'm known as a, as a person who's campaigned for yes, but but the yes no plays are my way and have been my way of sort of releasing myself from the burden of having to take a position or agree or, or make mm-hmm. a point. And so I felt that there was potentially a small amount of generosity that 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 the audience could come. And uh, it didn't really matter where they sat or where they'd voted, they would still be able to have quite a good time. Partly this is that I've discovered that the, that it's a quite a common thing for people to be a couple where one is yes and one is no. It's, We've got quite a few yeah. people within the kind of yeah. Travers community that yeah, have yeah. that same conversation. Yeah. I think that's why it was important as well for when you came yeah. with the idea to us is because obviously inside drama you've spoken about it yourself often the balance yeah. and finding just as strong in what's opposite inside your heart and inside yeah, the yes yeah. no's that's the most interesting thing for me is that you poke fun at both sides you celebrate uh, both sides I think so yeah. both sides and it feels very it feels I very ho- balanced I hope so then I wouldn't I mean you know I think you would easily know probably when you read them the 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 side that if you like I'm in quotes on but I don't I wouldn't want to overestimate the the sort of balance but what I do think there is a generosity in it so that <clears throat> I, I was thinking that people will be out on referendum night and in the and many of them will be couples and I I would really like <laughs> them both to be able to laugh that was the really big thought behind it and the aim of the night for me is is to uh, have some laughter, I think primarily laughter, and then maybe a bit of sort of something else as well, um, sort of, uh, they do love each other, yes and no, and it, it, <laughs> it's been a bit like, I found it very touching the way that people are, because the lovely thing about Twitter is people can respond to you, so throughout mm. the whole period of writing the plays, um, I get people responding, and when there's a bit in one episode they uh, yes no get a little bit fruitily involved with other people um 
and people were tweeting, going, "Oh no, don't don't kiss don't kiss Rory the Tory. That's terrible." <laughs> what well, no? And exclamation mark exclamation mark. And I, I was really delighted that they had invested enough to to feel you know, to feel <laughs> that it would be immoral to go to stray. You um, quite brilliantly called it a twitcom. A twitcom, <laughs> yes, it's a twitcom. Well, also, I did try and I have tried to sort of... It, th- there was also a, a, a writing pleasure and challenge, which is to re- try to respond to the reality of what was going on. I mean, I you know, mm-hmm. so I could, to some degree, I could plot a story... But I couldn't really because I don't know what's going to happen because I don't know, mm. what, you know, what tomorrow is going to bring. And so, I, for example, I have r- very roughly plotted some some end episode, you know, some mm-hmm. how it will end. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what will happen. So, you know. So on the night of the 18th, uh, we'll be presenting Spoiling by John McCann here at the Travis. That will be through that week. And then at lunchtime... And after spoiling, we'll be presenting the yes/no plays. Yeah. So, if people were to come along to the Travis on the 18th, what would they be expecting to see? Um, it'll be uh, a reading. So, you know, the, we'll have six actors. Uh, uh, two, uh, the splendid Rachel Newton is a fantastic Scottish traditional harpist. Mm-hmm. I've worked with her before on one or two other things, and she's going to be with us, providing uh, a little bit of musical um, backdrop. And also, I'm going to be using PowerPoint because there's quite the the nature of a of Twitter is very is 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 very sort of visually verbal, mm-hmm. and I somehow have to represent that. So I think there'll be a little bit of PowerPoint, the actors on chairs, and uh, hopefully it'll be quite uh, short and sweet and funny. And then you can go and have a drink and see history being made. <laughs> How exciting! Thank you so much for being with us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. See you next week on the 18th. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.